friends, welcome to 2023. My name is Chris Rogers. I'm your host on the Discipleship Making Disciples podcast. It's really good to have you with us for the start of this new year. Hey, how are you doing? How was Christmas? How was your new year? How's it all beginning? I hope you're doing all right, doing okay. Now, I'm super excited for 2024. We've got loads going on. I've got loads going on. Uh, really excited for... Um, what's coming up in the next particular next uh, six months uh, gonna get to be all over the place get to be speaking and sharing with some of you guys thank you for those that have invited me to uh, to different places over the next six months to come and talk about discipleship with you and your guys looking forward to that really excited for 2023 and uh, really 2023 2024 I'm now questioning did I say 2024 2023 isn't that a strange thing I I, I get all confused with uh, with what you I spent half the year writing down last year's dates and then uh, halfway through the year I get it and then silly I've only got six months before the end of the year anyway I came across a piece of research uh, last year that I thought would be interesting for us to start this new year talking about it's a piece of research that came out in tw- uh, 2009 so a good kind of 14 years ago but I think it's really interesting and helpful for us as we think about what's going to frame your 2024 what is going to fuel and what is going to frame your 2024 how are you going to be a disciple of Jesus this year What's it going to look like? What's your priorities? What are you going to make sure that you are focusing on? Uh, so I've got this piece of evidence, piece of research that happened. Uh, that I think will help us just think about framing our 2024 as disciples of Jesus. How are we going to grow and how are we going to be formed in this year? So we'll jump in with this. Uh, massive warm welcome to you if you are one of our new listeners. It's really nice to have you with us. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast many many people who listen to the podcast haven't subscribed so just pick a, a random episode at a time love you to subscribe love you to join us uh, on our weekly discipleship journey so let's jump in as we think about 2024 and what is going to frame and form and help us this year as disciples of jesus So let's get going. I'd love to start by asking you, would you like your 2024 to feel less lonely? In 2024, would you like to feel less angry? In 2024, would you like to feel less bitter? Would you like to see this year being a year where you put down those things that control you? And would you like your 2024 to be a year where you are not spiritually stagnant and a year where you are more confident in your faith? Uh, More confident for yourself in your faith but maybe also you could say more confident in how you share your faith and how you help disciple others. Would you like to feel more confident 
in that. But I think I've stumbled across something that you may be really interested in. So in 2009, a Christian group called the Center for Biblical Engagement did a piece of research. They they did this research with 40,000 people. They were between the ages of 8 to 80. And they asked them questions about their faith. And they asked them questions about prayer, discipleship, and also the Bible. So these 40,000 people were asked this set of questions. And what they found from this 40,000 people were this. Those that read their Bible once a week, twice a week, or even three times a week, actually saw no measurable, in, in terms of statistical way, no, did not see a measurable change in their lives. The people that read the Bible once a week, maybe twice a week or three times a week, they didn't see uh, anything that could be measured statistically. Uh, now, you may have stories of where you picked up a Bible once and in that one reading, God spoke to you. It was really powerful. You might have those. But generally, across the 40,000 people, what they found was if people read the Bible between one and three times a week, they did not see a difference or a measurable statistical difference in their life. Which I find really interesting. Like you, three, one to three times. That, that, that must be many Christians. Many Christians who only ever had the Bible read to them maybe on a Sunday, and the rest of the week they don't engage with it. Uh, or that would be Bible on a Sunday, maybe a small group and one of the time of the week. Uh, that could be uh, three times when they pick up the Bible themselves. You think, oh gosh, you know, I, I would love to say to people, look, if you're reading the Bible once or twice or three times a week, you're going to see some impact in your life. Well, actually, statistically, these guys said, well, no, 40,000 people said, no, no, actually, there wasn't a measurable impact. But get this. Those that read the Bible four or more times a week, they found that. So get this. Those who read the Bible four times or more a week found that. Loneliness, the feeling of loneliness dropped 30%. They felt that they were 30%. I mean, how, how they worked that out, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but you can see the research themselves. I'll put this into the show notes. But they, loneliness dropped by 30%. Those that read the Bible over four times a week, they noticed the drop in feeling anger by 32%. 32% less angry. Those that read the Bible four times or more a week felt that bitterness in their relationships dropped by 40%. Bitterness, that's uh, in relationship, I think that's relationships in terms of marriages, children, families, friendships, but bitterness dropped for them 40%. And then there's some other bits of statistics here, uh, interestingly. So alcohol, so the drinking of alcohol, and I think this is excessive drinking of alcohol, uh, that, that dropped 57%. So people who were heavy drinkers, uh, it dropped by 57%. Uh, 
In fact, it says alcoholism, so I would I would imply that that is not just somebody who has a one one or two glasses of wine or whatever. Um, it's it's significant drinking. Um, sex outside marriage dropped by sixty eight percent. So sixty eight percent must have noticed that or said that sex outside marriage had dropped. And those viewing porn dropped by 61%. So some significant changes there. Changes in loneliness, anger, bitterness. Uh, changes in terms of alcohol consumption, sex, pornography viewing. All of these things dropped. I think it's really interesting. And it keeps going. So um, the, the feeling of being spiritually stagnant, all that dropped by 60%. Now, I know a lot of people who will say to me that they feel spiritually stagnant. And then when I start talking to them, I realize that actually one of their issues is they may be stagnant, but they're just not moving. Like They are not moving. They're not engaging. They're not engaging with prayer. They're not engaging with scripture. Uh, they're not engaging with church community, church fellowship. You know, they... They slide into church as the service starts and they slip out as it as it ends. So actually, yes, you are stagnant. You're behaving. You're living as somebody who is very stagnant. So this feeling of spiritually stagnant dropped by 60%. Feeling more confident in faith grew by 90%. So those that read the Bible four times a week or more are this feeling of being more confident in their faith and it grew by 90%. So um, let's get, and, and, and this is amazing. So this confidence growing led to this, get this. So sharing of faith jumped 228% for those that were reading the Bible four times a week or more. And discipling of others jumped by 231%. Huge, huge growth for those that were reading the Bible four or more times a week. And it's absolutely incredible. So those that read the Bible four or more times a week, they felt less lonely, felt less angry. They were less bitter. They had less problems around alcohol and sex and pornography. They felt less spiritually stagnant. They were becoming more confident in faith. Uh, their faith was growing and they were more confident in sharing their faith and more confident in discipling others in that faith. So friends, huge changes in the lives of those that were reading the Bible four or more times a week. Incredible change in people's lives. I would say this though, I would say that the, the words aren't magic. The Bible is not magic. Just simply reading the words on the page is not gonna bring about transformation. Uh, you know, if you sat and read a dictionary, just reading those words aren't going to change you. Yes, scripture is spiritually edifying, uh, but if you just to simply read it and not engage with it, you, you are not going to see this change. So I, I would love, yes, and, and some listeners are going to say, yes, Chris, but scripture is God-breathed, whereas dictionaries aren't. Yes, I agree with that as well. Scripture is God-breathed, but it also needs to breathe into us. And if we're just going to read it, it's not going to do that. So I'd like to, I'd like to kind of make a bet. I'd like to kind of make a a, a suggestion or a or a hint. I, I reckon that those that uh, were reading the Bible four or more times a week, I bet they weren't just reading the words. I bet they were also applying the words, and I reckon they were implying in terms of spiritual edification, 
and in terms of practical outworking. What do I mean by spiritual edification? Hey, I've just been reading Ephesians uh, chapter 2. I'm, I'm preaching on it in, in a number of weeks' time. Uh, I've just been kind of allowing the words of Ephesians 2 to kind of marinate in, inside of me. And there's just been this, you know, phrase. It's, in, in Here it's talking about being a citizen of the kingdom. And then it says, in him you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. I've been chewing on these words, this indwelling of God, of his spirit in us. That's been marinating inside of me. And as I've been kind of brewing on those words, the spiritual edification, just a sense of wow, of God's presence as as those words kind of sit in me and churn in me and I mull on them and reflect on them. There's a spiritual edification going on. There's a feeding of my soul that's going on. But I'm allowing it to do that, aren't I? By allowing those words to to sit and to be with me and to sit with them. Uh, those words are having a spiritual impact. Uh, so I've got to give it permission. So I'm, I've got this sense that these people who are reading the Bible four or more times a week, they're, they're not just reading the words, they're allowing it to edify them. And I think they're also applying it practically a practical outworking in their life i think they're applying it to their lives they're asking questions of the text and saying well what does this look like for me um so these people are reading the bible four four or more times a week and they're seeing themselves become less stagnant more confident sharing the faith sampling others less lonely uh, less angry less bitter less struggling with certain things I, I bet these guys are not just reading the Bible, but they're allowing it to transform them and shape them. And they're allowing it to have this practical outworking. What does this look like for me as I've read this Bible passage today? What does this mean for me? So as we think about 2024 and as we think about what is going to form us, that is going to be uh, the um, framework for our year, could it be for 2024 you have a fresh desire and passion to allow the bible to speak into your life by by reading it four or more times a week could you allow scripture to transform your year in this way so here are five practical ways you could be engaging with the bible and first I say, start small. Set a goal to read a small amount every day. This could take no more than three minutes. So if you've never heard me talk about your 3-2-1, is the easiest way of remembering and doing Bible study each day. Each day, read the Bible for three minutes. Two minutes, pray to God, and one minute, listen to God. What is God wanting to say to you that day? So three minutes, read the Bible, then be led in prayer. Uh, so for me, this is about how does this passage uh, I've just read lead me now in prayer? What am I now going to pray for? Uh, and then what is God saying to me? So start small. Set a goal to read a small amount every day doing a three, two, one. That's one practical way. A second practical way would be to just listen to the Bible, an audio Bible. Listen to the Bible uh, during your commute. And the U Bible is a really great way of listening to the bible be read to you so that's the you 
Bible. It's an app on your phone. You can download it. You can take the section you want to read and you can have the Bible read to you. So some of us will struggle with reading, but maybe we're better at listening and allowing the scriptures and allowing the scriptures to shape you as you listen to it is actually one of the oldest ways of engaging with the Bible. Uh, right the way back to Jesus' time, people did not own a copy of the scriptures. It was read to them and they allowed those words to shape and form them. So, listening to the Bible could be something that would allow you to absorb uh, scripture as you listen to it. Second practical. The third practical would be to get hold of some form of devotional plan some of us we love a little bit of structure we love a book to go through a book to go uh, work through so there are devotionals that are out there I don't use them myself uh, I'm not necessarily uh, found them massively helpful but I know friends of mine find them really helpful so a devotional plan oh the other option then is to get hold of the Bible in one year uh, and to engage in in that way if you find that helpful uh, the fourth practical way to engage with the Bible look finding a mentor finding a mentor uh, that you and them can regularly engage with the Bible together um, where both of you are maybe reading the same passages and then you're discussing them together so I have a group of friends who use uh, something called Marco Polo uh, each day one of them reads the next bit of the Bible and on Marco Polo then people chip in and comment on that passage. Uh, so allowing others to engage with you in the scripture, that's called Marco Polo. It's an app on their phone, it's just a video conferencing app. So one of them reads the passage while recording themselves, the video goes up and then others will then comment on the passage that has been read. Uh, so you, you either getting yourself a mentor, being a part of a community that read the passage together. And then the, the fifth practical way that I would say uh, to engage with the Bible daily would be this. Mix it up. Mix it up. Alternate between reading, listening, audio, video, sermons. Uh, so doing something different every day, but making sure you're still doing something. Uh, so that every day is keeping it a little bit fresh for you, engaging with the Bible in a different way every day. So you could do something where on a Monday you choose to read the passage for yourself. Tuesday you listen to a podcast where somebody reads the passage and then unpacks it. Wednesday you could listen to uh, the Bible being read to you. Uh, Thursday you could listen to a sermon on a Bible passage. A Friday you could then do a Bible study of your own. You could shake it up so it's different. Every day is just something different. You have a rhythm that you agree, this is what my rhythm every day is going to look like. Now, for those of us that struggle with structure uh, or struggle with something being the same every day, that could be really helpful. So I do know people who say, right, every day I'm going to engage in a different way and I have a, an agreed way that I am going to do that so that I don't just use this as an excuse to actually do nothing. Because um, the danger is when you're, oh, I'm just mixing it up. Well, you're mixing it up with nothing. You're not doing anything half the time. So actually putting something in. And agree pattern this is what it's going to look, look like for me I'm going to put in one final asterisk there is one other way that you could read the Bible which some of you may find that find it really really inspiring and this would be to get yourself a notebook and to decide to copy a book at a time 
the book of the Bible from the Bible into your notebook. So you're writing it, you're moving it from the Bible into your notebook. You're writing it in your handwriting on the page. You're taking time to write it out. This works really well with things like the Sermon on the Mount or with, uh, um, with Psalms or with uh, one of Paul's letters uh, where you can actually just write it out and you actually copy it into your own handwriting onto the page and it becomes your version of the Bible in your handwriting. That actually, for some people who are really into calligraphy or into writing, uh, that can be really helpful. So the question for us is in 2024, are you going to allow the Bible to become the fuel for your year? Are you going to allow the Bible to be the thing that forms you this year? And as we see in these statistics that those that read the Bible four or more times a week, they're spiritually stagnant, more confident in their faith. They're more likely to share their faith, more likely to disciple others, less lonely, less angry, less bitter, uh, letting go of the things that are troubling them, that are having a hold on their lives. Uh, these are all things that we could see change in our lives if we were engaging with the Bible four or more times a week. So friends, I hope you find that interesting for 2024. The question now is going to be for you, what are you going to do differently this year that is going to help you engage with the Bible to form and shape you this year? How are you going to do it? I've given some ideas, some thoughts, but how are you going to do this? And if you come up with other ideas, other ways, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, do send me a message uh, on Facebook uh, or, or you know one of the other social media platforms that you might be on. Send me a message. Let me know how are you engaging with the Bible. So friends, until next time, grace and peace. Have a blessed week. I'm looking forward to spending 2024 with you.